Morning show by Carrie Teeson. Good morning, Carrie. Hi. Sorry to get you up so early, but I'm sure with two little ones, you probably get up early anyway, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've already been up for an hour, so. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, it's been uh, quite a week. Um, mm-hmm. I know your daughter, Hallie, has been back in the hospital again with her intestinal issues. Um, is she back home now? Yeah, we just got to come home last night. Um, not really sure how long we're going to be staying here because she's not doing great, but, um, for right now we're at home. (laughs) So I'm like quickly trying to unpack things and yeah. (laughs) Well, for those that don't know, while you were in the hospital with Hallie, there was a group of people, uh, the community got together and, and hands on just moved all your stuff so you wouldn't have to hire movers. Uh, that must've been so much of a relief for you, but it also must have just eaten you up not to be there hands-on moving. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, such a mix of emotions for sure. Uh, yeah, like it was quite amazing. I, and I didn't even really make um, like my ask for help uh, terribly public. I just asked like, you know, my private group on Facebook, um, is anyone able to help? <laughs> Please. <laughs> um and yeah, there was, uh, I think, I mean, I wasn't here, but I think John said there was about 15 people here and um, <clears throat> there was even uh, like businesses that asked their employees if they wanted to help and they showed up with their company vehicles, with their trailers and uh, it was just, it was quite amazing, <laughs> quite amazing. You but know. then definitely like from from my perspective where this would be a situation that I would probably feel the need to micromanage in every fashion. <laughs> <laughs> having to be stuck in the hospital room, having no idea what's going on or where my stuff is was also, um, we'll call it a growing experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll call it one thing off your plate and you didn't have to worry about it. And you know, your husband, John, did a great job of, uh, he's not the organizer in the family, I, I understand, but I mean, he did a great job of really like, okay, hey, that goes in the kitchen, this goes in, how yeah. this one goes there. Like, so he, I, I think he did a great job. Well, and as soon as he found out that we were going to be coming home last night, he was like frantically trying to like set things up so there would be less for me to do when we got back and there would be like at least one room that looked like a room and (laughs) yeah, it was very sweet. (laughs) Well, that is awesome. And I know too that uh, on top of moving everything into the house, I know that uh, um, some of the uh, ladies were putting stuff in the kitchen, putting stuff in the fridge, making sure that everything Mm -hmm. was packed into into your kitchen, which uh, I'm sure you appreciated by the time you got home. Yeah, that's always like such a uh, an annoyance when you move of like trying to figure out how to set up your yeah. kitchen. At least for me, it is. Um, but yeah, everything was just like in and ready to go, and so that part was really really nice. Oh, that's great. So now uh, your stuff has moved in. Now you're gonna organize mm-hmm. it. But h- how did you uh, find out whether or not you could have people help you move? Because I know other people that are moving and they don't know if they can have helpers because not in the same household. Um, what did you find out uh, in your digging? 
Oh yeah, so it's actually really simple. If you just go um, and like Google what the Manitoba um, health guidelines for COVID regulations are, um, at the very end there's a provision for um, exceptions. And so uh, like some of those things are like uh, real estate agents for the purpose of selling your house or um, like construction work or childcare. Um, and then at the very bottom of that list, it says um, for the purposes of moving in or out of a residence. So okay. there you go. <laughs> well, that is good to know because I have family yeah. members that are going to be moving and they're going to need help. And you know what? Everybody respected everyone's distance. Um, and, yeah. and like pretty much everyone was wearing masks the whole time while interacting close with everyone. So everybody right. was very respectful. And I just thought that was dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I know when we first uh, sold our house, all of a sudden we were like, oh my goodness, are we going to have to do this by ourselves? And so John went digging and he's like, okay, I found a piece, I'm going to print it off, and I'm going to highlight it, and I'm going to have it with me. And <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, good. So, That's good. Got to be sure. You got to be sure. Right? That's great. Yeah. So yeah. now COVID has affected your house more directly than some. Some are still saying, mm -hmm. like my house, you know, nobody in my direct immediate household has gotten COVID. But that's not the case in your house. And I'm sure you're pretty passionate about people uh, getting the vaccine as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we knew from the very beginning when COVID started that if it were to hit our house, it would probably lead to a lot of devastating things. Um, and so we were very, very, very careful. Um, but in November, when it was just really running rampant in our community, um, somehow we managed to catch it. We still just have no idea how or from where or, or what. But um, um, And ever since then... Um, the effect that it's had on Hallie and her already existing um, GI condition has just been detrimental and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And so what has started off as her eosinophilic um, GI disease, where it's like basically makes her allergic to food. And so like she was dependent on her feeding tube. She had an ileostomy, um, but she was like, she was okay ish for the most part we weren't staying in hospital so much um and then she got covid and um it wasn't typical covid symptoms at all she had a fever which lasted about um maybe seven or eight weeks which was obviously very abnormal um but what really started to happen was about two and a half weeks after she tested positive um, her GI issues just started to explode. And um, it really has just continued to get worse and worse since then. Um, and now, I mean, we've been in the hospital way, way more than we've been out of it since she had COVID. Like, in total, I think we're probably at about, oh boy, four and a half months out of the last six months that we've been in hospital. Wow. Um, yeah, and none of it is, none of that time is spent trying to actually fix anything. All we're trying to do is just maintain and get her to a place where she's stable enough to go home. And often that just means we go home and we 
struggle through the next few days or few weeks until we just can't hold on anymore. We go to the ER, we get admitted, and we do the whole thing over again. And, and so, are the doctors thinking that that the uh, that COVID made it worse for her? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've talked to several different infectious disease doctors um, at Children's Hospital. Um, and they believe 100% that she, like, because they have now labeled her as, um, <laughs> can you hear Hallie playing? I love the music, music in the background. Let it go. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hallie wants to contribute to our conversation. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So they've um, labeled her as a long hauler? Yeah, so she has officially been, like, diagnosed as a COVID long hauler. Um, and basically like what that means is that, you know, she's gotten COVID and her symptoms have just gotten worse and worse and they're not going away. And when we go into hospital, which I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but, um, when you come into hospital now, you have to get COVID swabbed to be admitted. And then every time that there is new symptoms that are kind of related to COVID or if you need a surgery or anything, you need another COVID swab, another COVID swab, another COVID swab. Um, so, like, I mean, Hallie has had tons of them in her last six months. But now with her, there's always the possibility that it's going to come back positive because um, she is this long hauler and the virus, like, it's, she's not contagious or anything, right? It's just that it still lives in your body afterwards. And so her level in her body sits at that point where when she's healthy, um, she would test negative because it's just kind of, you know, chilled and relaxed in her body. But as soon as she gets to a point where she's, uh, the rest of her body isn't doing well, um, the virus can start to act up as well. And then she'll test positive and we get this false positive result. And then... Like, thank goodness they have ways of, like, figuring out how it's false positive and how it's not by um, counting the number of cycles it takes to test positive and that sort of thing. Right. And so then they're able to, like, rule it out and we don't have to stay in isolation and all of that stuff. But it it makes for a very, very uh, frustrating hospital stay for sure when you have to be, like, confined to your room and all of that stuff and... Yeah, and then on top of that, like now since um, since she had COVID, um, she's now also been diagnosed with intestinal dysmotility. Um, and then now on this last hospital stay, uh, they're talking about like complete intestinal failure. Mm. And so all of those things, like it just would not have happened from her initial disease because like they're... I mean, they're both in your GI tract, but just not related at all. Um, and so when I was talking to the intestinal um, or the infectious disease doctor, he said, like, oh, like, absolutely. He said, we're seeing more and more data, like, as data is coming in, because now the virus has been around for a while, um, of, like, the people that have, like, these kind of diseases like Hallie and the stuff that it does to them and how, like, it just... And makes their body go crazy. Um, But on the plus side with that data, now that the vaccine is starting to roll out, um, they're actually finding that some of these long haulers with these ongoing issues 
are finding that these issues are starting to resolve once they get um, the COVID vaccine. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, that brings a little bit of hope to my situation. I mean, Hallie's only two, and so uh, we're quite a ways away still from a vaccine approval for that age category. But, I mean, they're thinking maybe like December or January, but when you're in our situation, <laughs> that just sounds like years from yeah, now. <laughs> absolutely. Well, what would you like to say to people who are kind of on the fence about getting the vaccine? Um, I know there's like I know right now it's just it's so controversial, um, and people seem to be really picking sides and and all of that stuff, which is just terribly unfortunate that this has somehow become a political thing because. Um, really, like, in in my family, like, when they rolled out saying that 35 and up could get vaccinated, which is the category I fall into, I literally, like, cried tears of joy because I've just been waiting and waiting because I'm, I, I'm so scared that somehow we are going to catch a variant and Hallie will get it. And what will happen from that, like, if our experience the first time was so, so bad, like, I just can't even imagine. And so I would just encourage people to um, to find some good research. I know, like, when you Google, like, you can find literally anything to support anything you want. Right. But there's a lot of really good research out there, and this isn't new technology, this I mean, this vaccine has been around for a long time. They just tweaked it to apply to COVID, right? Like, I I was telling someone the other day, it's kind of like saying, um, you know, we're making a new TV show, but then saying, oh, but now I got to reinvent the TV. Right. It isn't isn't like that, right? Like, the TV was already there. You're just making the show to go on to the TV. And so it's kind of the same scenario with the vaccine. Like, it's it was made a while ago. They just didn't have a need for it because there was no virus like COVID out there where it was just killing off, like, millions of people. I have never so, thought of it that way. That is a, that's a good way to look at it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to use that one. That's really good. Yeah, absolutely. But when people go to get the vaccine, I mean, we need to have percentage. We need to have a high percentage of people getting the vaccine in order to have herd immunity. And when people yeah. are getting the vaccine, they need to be thinking of protecting people like you and people like Hallie. Exactly, exactly. And that's definitely part of my frustration with it um, because I can only do so much to protect her and to protect my dad and all of those sort of things, right? Like it really needs to be um, like a whole community effort, right? (laughs) And and so I just, um, I just, I would encourage people to, you know, like just do good research and um, just try to help others and help your family and help Hallie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. Carrie, thank you so much for uh, for sharing this with us and letting us get a glimpse into your life. And we continue to support you. Um, oh, we continue to you. rally around your family. Yeah, and I mean, we continue to need that, right? Like when I talked to our doctor before we left, it was very like, you know, you guys are just, this is just what your life is until we figure out something that we can do for her. You're just going to be in and out of hospital and 
like that's just really all that we have for now. Yeah. Which is really like just terrible it's thing to hear because yeah. yeah, right? Like when we've already spent so much time there. Yeah. And I have like I have two girls and now because of COVID, like um my other daughter isn't allowed to visit Hallie in the hospital and so mm. they go months without seeing each other. Um and it's just it's just so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for uh, updating us on your family, and uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. It's the next morning show.